Hello everybody, this is Aaron Moore from AC Ministries, and I thought before the new year that I needed to take a little bit of time and tell you guys how much we appreciate each and every one of you who has supported us so far along our way in our ministry journey. Now, I wanted to remind you that you can go over to Facebook.com and you can find our ministry page there at AC Ministries WV. You'll find a selection of videos, different little posts that Carly has put on there, and even our link to our podcasts, and even some links to our YouTube videos. So, as we bring in this new year together, I hope that you'll help us continue the journey to spread the news of Christ to the whole world. And I ask that God will bless you throughout this new year as He has blessed us so far. Thank you all, and have a happy new year. Hello again everybody, this is Aaron Moore and I just want to stop in real quick right before the message and tell you a little bit about it. This is a message that I was able to preach um, at Zor Baptist Church for a good friend of mine who's pastor there, Aaron Evans. And the title of it is The Power of Unity. Now this is talking about in Psalms 133 where the psalmist David was talking about how precious and how wonderful it was for brethren to dwell together in unity. We hope that you enjoy this as we go into this new year. And may God be able to unify all of us together. Hold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the, upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descendeth upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening, your Father God. Uh, we ask that you just use us this evening, God, put us out of the way and just work through us, dear Father God, as a willing vessel, dear Father Lord. Lord, let my mouth be your mouthpiece this evening, dear Father God. Lord, we ask that you send your, your anointing and your Holy Spirit, dear Father God, to use us this evening, God. God, fill this place, dear Father Lord, as your glory filled the temple, let it fill it this evening, dear Father God. Lord, we just ask, dear Father Lord, that you minister to hearts, dear Father God. God, we ask that you prepare the way, dear Father God, for our message this evening that you have given us, Lord. Lord, and we just ask that if they be anyone here this evening, God. God, that it has gone cold and indifferent unto you, dear Father God, who has never known you, dear Father Lord. Lord, that, that needs to come and make you their personal Savior. Lord, we ask that you deal with that heart this evening, God. God, we thank you for all that you've done for us and all that you're going to do for us. And it's in the name of Jesus we ask, and amen. Amen. And I got to thinking about this, this message, uh, right after Aaron had told me, what kind of services is going to be? He said this is going to be like a joint deal between two different churches. And, and the first thing that popped in my mind was unity. God loves unity. Amen. God loves unity. And you know, I believe that it breaks his heart whenever he sees his children fight and bicker and argue amongst themselves. <coughs> Over piddly stuff like well, I look at things one way and you look at things another way. I believe that it breaks his heart whenever we can't just settle our differences and agree on one common goal. Right. Amen. That Jesus Christ is the Lord and Master and the Savior yeah. that he led and 
he died for us, right. and that if we are blood bought and born again, that one of these days we will make it to heaven. Yeah. We just need to put the rest of that stuff aside and agree on one common goal. Right. Now, I, I was thinking about a lot of these uh, famous evangelists down through the years and famous preachers and the different ones that, that the Bible has mentioned also. I, I don't believe that they all had the same thought process on a lot of things. Right. If you look at the day of Pentecost, there was uh, around 120 people in that upper room, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure that they all didn't believe exactly the same way. Right. I'm pretty sure that they had a few differences of opinions, yeah. but they all agreed on one common goal. Right. We're going to park right here yes, until we see God move. Yeah. We're going to park right here and pray and seek God's face uh, until Amen. we see the Holy Spirit, uh, until the Holy Spirit descends upon us, uh, yes. until the power comes from up on high yes. as what God said that it would, uh, we ain't going to move. Right, right, right. Come on now. Woo. Yeah. I read that whenever they was in the upper room, that they was in one mind and one accord. They were. I read that all they cared about was seeing God move. I want to make a statement that I heard a, an old preacher friend of mine make one time. Satan knew that on the day of Pentecost that he could not separate the Christians. Amen. That he would not be able to at that time. So later, down through the years, he created a denomination. That way they could be separated. Amen. That's the reason that we are all separated today. You'll see a church full of Pentecostals say, well, I'm not going to the Baptist church because they act like they're dead in 4 o'clock. <laughs> you'll see the, Pente or the Baptists say, I'm not going to the Pentecostal church because they wear dresses, have long hair, and speak in tongues. Right. That ain't no God. What it come it's coming a time, I'm telling you folks, it's coming to the time as in the what was prophesied in Joel chapter two, what happened on the day of Pentecost, as Peter put it, uh, as it said in Joel chapter two, that the spirit would descend and that your sons and daughters would prophesy and that there would be a move of God. I believe wholeheartedly that there will be an end time revival and I believe wholeheartedly that we saw a glimpse of it this past summer in Summersville. Amen. If you missed out on that, you missed out on something. Amen. Now, I'm going to hit on something right here that's probably going to hurt some people's feelings. And Aaron, if they don't let you invite me back, it's been good serving with you, son. That's all I can tell you. If they don't invite me back. Just because I believe that the King James Bible is the only one to use, don't mean it's the only one out there. Amen. If someone else wants to use a different kind of Bible to preach out of, that's their business. It's none of my business. I'm going to use what I feel like I need to use. Yeah. Amen. I'm going to do what I feel gets me into heaven. I'm going to go by what the Bible says, how I feel what the Bible says to get me into heaven. It's my own personal walk. It's not a walk of what, what he, she, or Bill says. It's what God says to me to do. Amen. Amen. Now, back to what I was saying here. 
I, I want to break down this verse to start with. I, I want to show you something that God showed me last night. And if we break down this verse and look, you know, we know that the Bible was originally wrote in Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic and so on and so forth. We know that there was different languages. It was used and translated into English by a man by the name of William Tyndale. Now, I want to take you on a little journey here if we can go there. If you look up what it says here, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. If you look at the word dwell in the Hebrew Greek dictionary, if you look it up, it means to live, which we all know that. That's pretty simple stuff right there. But did you know that there's also a definition for it that means to stay? So if we, instead of saying dwell, we put the word stay in that verse, it reads something like, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to stay Amen. in unity together. Amen. Amen. Yeah. To stay in unity. You know, and, and I got to think about that. God, I said, God, don't let me do the same thing. He said, no, shut up. I'm going to show you something. I said, okay, cool. <laughs> so he said, it's one thing to be able to live together. It's one thing to be able to say that I can coincide with one another. Right. It's one thing to say that me and Carly can live together. Right. It, we can put up with each other long enough to live together. That's how marriage works. <laughs> so, but can we stay? to dwell together, to stay together 
in unity. How precious it is for us to stay together in unity. Now, I want to show you something else. You read on down here, and it talks about the oil that was upon the head. This is a representation. This is what David's calling back to, to whenever they anointed the first high priest. When they first anointed Aaron as the high priest, not me and you, the other Aaron. Whenever they anointed him as high priest. And the rest of the high priest one and so forth, they always anointed them with oil. Right. Okay. Oil is a representation of an anointing. Now, let me show you something here. It says that the oil run down to the to the skirts or the ends or the, or the trim of his garments. Do we not receive a covering whenever we meet Jesus Christ at the altar? Amen. Do we not receive a new covering Amen. than what we had? See, the Bible tells me, I believe it was Paul that said, um, all things become new and all things are passed away. We become a new creature. Amen. Right. Right. All that. We have a new man that we are to put on, a new covering, Amen. if you will. Now, let me show you something here. The anointing is on the covering. Yeah. It's on the covering through and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Right. Just as the oil run down the head of the high priest, as we are talking here, the blood spiritually runs down us and covers us right. from head to toe. So the anointing is in the garment. But you cannot receive your full anointing from God unless there is unity. Amen. You cannot receive all of it unless there is unity with your brother. If you are squabbling and fighting, I hate to be talking about what you was talking about this morning with the preaching on, but we're going in that direction. If you're, if you're squabbling and fighting and picking little nitty-picky things with your neighbor and have aught with your brother and sister, you will not receive the full Amen. anointing that God has for you because you are hindering him to work. Amen. Amen. Now, let me, let me show you something that God showed me today. We were up at, how many of y'all know uh, Grandma Jean from up at New Life? Jean Groves. Jean Groves. She was a dandy woman. A dandy woman. A um, friend of mine is actually staying in her house. He's actually uh, living there now. And we was up there praying this evening, and, and there's a brush pile in the back of the field. And as I was praying, I, I, God kind of drove me to, to this brush pile, and I was looking at it, and he said, come to this brush pile, son, I'm going to show you something. And I said, all right, God, I see that, that part of it's burnt, and part of it's not. He said, that's right. And I said, well, what's that, what's that represent? And he said, the part that's burnt is the sins of my children that they are allowing me to purge by my purging fire. That's the part that they're allowing me to get rid of to where I can make them a little bit more like my son. But look deeper into the brush pile. I did. And there were some limbs going up inside of this brush pile that hadn't been touched. And I said, now, God, what, what's this? What, what's this show? What are you trying to show me here? And he said, that's the deeper sin that is way down deep within the side that they don't want nobody to see. That they don't want nobody to know about. That they want to hide from everybody. And they don't want to bring them to the surface because if they bring them to the surface, I can get rid of it. But they're afraid to bring it to the surface. Now, off to the side here, there's a little pile of, of uh, just twigs and stuff like that. And I said, well, now, what's this, God? And he said, that's what man would call little sin. See, to God, sin is sin, but to right. man, there's a great sin and a small sin. Right. Now, he said, this is what man would call a small sin. This is what man would call a little sin. Not to worry about, like a little white lie 
or, or something like that, something insignificant in man's eyes. It's still sin in God's eyes. He said, now watch this. Watch this. I don't want y'all to miss this. He said, if you would take this, if my children would take the small stuff and add it to my purging fire, my cleansing fire that gets rid of all the sin, that cleans up all the sin, then my fire could grow big enough to get the deeper stuff out of their life and, com and completely and totally purge it to bring in, uh, just as it says in 2 Corinthians, to bring in every thought into captivity unto Christ. Amen. Wow. Amen. Yeah. That's smart, isn't it? So, the, the thing I, I want you to understand this evening is, uh, can we dwell together in unity? Can we stay together in unity? It's, it's a precious anointing for people to be Amen. able to dwell together in unity. And, and now, I'm not bragging on the revival up there, but I want to show you something. Because there was more than one church yes, involved, was. because there were six churches involved, God saw the, the unity and the togetherness of his children that decided, you know what, I'm tired of denomination. I'm tired of my denomination to say that I can't be with this denomination. They were tired of it and said, we're going to come together and seek one common goal, which is to see God move, come down, heal, and, and, and heal physically and heal spiritually, and move in a mighty way in this town. They decided to put all their junk aside and get down to the root of what we needed to be at, and that's why God moved up there. That's why the anointing was able to flow up there. If you have a skip in between a brother and a sister, the anointing is not going to flow. The Holy Spirit is not going to flow. If you have any kind of little itty-bitty inkling of a thing, the Holy Spirit is not going to be able to flow. Right,
if it was an iceberg, we just seen this much of it, that much of it underwater. <coughs> I believe that wholeheartedly. But we've got to get into a point where we, we've got to get in a state where we surrender completely to God. We've got to get in a state where we surrender 100% and say, God, if you want me to jump how high, if you want me to run how far, if you want me to lift how much, you tell me how much. Whatever it is, and it don't matter, God, how crazy it is, how crazy it sounds to me, how dumb it sounds to me, if you want me to do it, I'm going to do it. Amen. We've got to. Hey guys, this is Aaron Moore once again. We hope that you enjoyed today's message and that maybe something that was said helped you a little bit, encouraged you a little bit, made you decide you're going to press on just a little bit more. And maybe if you're listening today and you're lost and don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, maybe something that was said touched your heart and you'll make the choice to make Jesus your Lord's Master today. You know, it's not really that hard. We're the ones that make it hard. All you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And it's that simple. Thank you.